0: Every CCO wants to make sure their teams are at the cutting edge of technology. But how do you separate the hype from the reality?
1: I think when I get home, I'm going to ask Alexa for a use case for blockchain, see
0: what
2: (laughs) she says. There you
0: go. It seems like we're constantly bombarded by game-changing technologies. But how can we separate the noise from the signal and make smart decisions about which ones are right for our enterprises? In our last two episodes, we took a deep dive into one of those technologies, blockchain and our panelists were extremely excited about its potential. But what if they were wrong? I'm Elliot Mizrahi, Vice President for Communications and Thought Leadership at PAGE, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this episode of The New CCO.
3: An AV is rear-ended at a crosswalk, and it has to choose between veering off and killing its one passenger, or going straight and killing three people in a crosswalk. What should it do? So who, who thinks it should kill the one passenger instead of the three people? Now, who would buy that car and sit in it?
0: This is the first of a three-part series focusing on technology and how it's reshaping the role of communications. At the 2018 Page Spring Seminar in New York, we heard from a panel led by Alan Marks of ServiceNow, Dave Wright, his colleague at ServiceNow, Lulu chang Maservi with Trailrunner International, and RJ Pittman with eBay. Today, we'll be hearing the group indulge their skeptical side and explore how to navigate that hype.
1: We believe, as you hear, that a revolution is underway and that the technology that we're talking about, machine learning, AI, chatbots, blockchain, is going to transform, is transforming and will continue to transform at an accelerated pace, not only consumer experiences and customer engagement, but transform the way companies operate and therefore ultimately change the way we think about communications and engagement. with anything in technology, there's always a lot of hype that never materializes, and there's reality. So that's how we want to kick off. And I'll start with Dave.
4: What do you see as hype, and what's reality? So I'm going to be—I'll be—I'll be contentious, and then back up a bit. Um, I think one of the biggest hype areas I hear about at the moment is actually blockchain. And I don't believe it's the functionality of blockchain. I know what it does. I know how it works what i can't understand is how someone's developed a technology where you feel compelled to use it even though you haven't got a use case so so what happens now is i'll do conferences like this or user groups and people come up and they'll say dave dave what's your stance on blockchain and i'll say well what's your use case and they'll go well we haven't got one but what's your stance and i i don't understand how we got to a point where everyone feels they they have, to, they have to look for a use case. I I've even saw, I even saw a, a tech plan for a university last week, and it was focusing on what they were gonna do this year, and one of the points at the bottom said, continue to investigate use for blockchain. <laughs> I, I don't know how a technology's got such a grip where people will just try and find a way to get it in a company. So I, I think it works, I see the value of it. I think as we move towards uh, towards kind of more of a, a gig society where perhaps people are, are bidding for work, I can see how it comes into our industry a little bit at that point. But right now I think people spend more time trying to find use cases for blockchain than they do getting value from blockchain. Great.
3: There's actually a website called doyouneedblockchain.com. <laughs> <laughs> Let me save you five seconds. Blank page, it says at the bottom, most probably no. <laughs> so for a lot of people, you need blockchain. Uh, Amy here from EY knows a lot about blockchain because EY is investing for good reasons and they have a business case. For some of us, learning about blockchain is a complete waste of time because fear of missing out, FOMO, is not a business case. But I will talk about a technology that I think is, is not hype, is actually worth everyone's time. But before that, I'm gonna ask the same question that I asked my husband when he starts raving about the New England Patriots, which is why do I care? And why do we, <laughs> sitting, this is not, This is not the Recode conference. Why do we care about these technologies? Because the people in this room are the keepers of corporate culture, of corporate reputation, of the CEO's outward orientation. And in a time of change and and transformation, we have to make sure that we keep up, our story keeps up, that the culture is able to keep up and when something inevitably goes wrong that we're able to understand it. We have to know how the technology works in order to explain why it did what it did. So from John Iwata's excellent presentation yesterday, CEOs are looking for someone who can take that culture through this transformation um, at the same time managing the risks and exposure that come with that change. All of those things are keywords for what people in this room do. I don't think that we necessarily need new Uh, expansion of the C-suite. That falls on us, uh, and we can do that, but we need to understand the technologies. Um, One word on internal cons. We're going to talk a lot about how how technologies help us communicate with external audiences. Um, Let's take a lesson from Under Armour and protect this house. (laughs) There's people, there's tens of thousands of employees around the world for some of these companies that don't know how they're going to fit into this new business model or new technology, uh, new way of operating? Um, Or are they going to be displaced? Are they going to have to be retrained? But even better, how can they contribute to the mission and drive it forward? There's a great story about JFK, who in 1961 said, we're going to go to the moon the next decade. So he then later visits NASA to see how they're doing. And on his way out, he encounters a janitor and asks him, what's your role here? And the, the man says, Mr. President, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. So think about how every employee that your company has is helping to put a man on the moon. The technology that I think affects all of us is self-driving cars. That's, that's the one that I wanna highlight, autonomous vehicles. It's gonna affect every industry, and we're not there yet. Um, there's a lot of tough questions to answer. Uh, the classic one is if an AV is rear-ended at a crosswalk and it has to choose between veering off and killing its one passenger, or going straight and killing three people in a crosswalk, what should it do? So who, who thinks it should kill the one passenger instead of the three people? Now, who would buy that car and sit in it? <laughs>
4: well, this, this is a marketing yeah. dilemma though. Do you buy a car that will kill you before it kills anyone else? Exactly. Or are you the guy who's going to say I'll buy a car that kills all the people before it kills me? Exactly. Do <laughs>
3: you want to be that guy?
4: That's a new persona, new marketing persona.
3: <laughs> but we haven't answered this, and this study was actually done, and nobody wanted to buy that car, even though they thought that's how society should operate. So, should there still be driver's licenses? Should drunk people be able to drive now? Can children drive? Can blind people drive? Um, we haven't answered these questions, but the, the hype here is the technology itself. That's, that's only part of the picture. If you talk to people who are working on AVs, and we work th- with the, the world's largest ride-hailing firm, so we watch this march towards autonomy happen. Um, but if you, if you watch uh, people working on AVs, they're worried about the ethics, the, the business models, the regulations. There's a law on the books in some places in the U.S. today called the Red Flag Laws. If a woman is driving a car a man has to walk in front of the car waving a red flag to make sure that people know to get out of the way our laws are not ready for self-driving cars <laughs> and so when this does when this does uh, happen there's going to be mass disruption and it'll affect every industry think about the legal profession 35% of civil cases are from car crashes or the insurance profession 94% of car crashes are due to human error if you're in media, or if you have anything to do with e-commerce or entertainment, people, Americans only, spend 84 billion hours a year driving. Now they'll spend that time online instead, new revenue models. Um, Twenty people a day die waiting for an organ that they they didn't receive on time. Twenty people a day die waiting for an organ. One out of seven of those organs comes from someone who died in a car crash. 37,000 people a year in the U.S. die from a car crash. Are we going to have an organ shortage that we need to get ready for? So every industry in this room, uh, I think every company represented here, is going to have to learn to figure out how they fit into this new ecosystem. And we're going to be in charge uh, of telling that story and being ready when it comes. The good news is that experts think we have between two and 15 years to get ready. So that's our homework assignment.
1: Great examples. Just like we talked about culture change, these other, the ethics, public policy, I mean, these, these are, are complicated issues, as you all know, that, is, that are not just about the technology itself. RJ, hype, reality.
2: So I think uh, I want to click back one notch. I agree with uh, the panelists here wholeheartedly. Um, but when you, to, to really answer that question, it, you, you have to break down the emerging technology um, into Two dimensions. There's a time vector, and then there's a relative impact vector. And with all of these things, we sort of, you know, move the height meter based on how far along we are in the trajectory of the evolution of these technologies. So, um, fully agree at the the current state of where we are with blockchain. Looking for a use case. Um, It's because. We're trying to get ahead of the curve of its, its uh, vector of time that it requires to evolve and mature into something that actually could be impactful. And then we start to make judgment calls on whether blockchain is you know, gonna be a valid technology or not, maybe prematurely because it's such early days and clearly the first instance uh, of its application being a uh, cryptocurrency and it is very powerful uh, for that particular use case and it's chaos right now but it is in every industry that uh, either emerges from nothing or is driving a massive transformation. Go all the way back to the auto industry, and you can look here in the United States uh, at Henry Ford and his inventions. Um, The little known fact is there were over 3,000 car companies in uh, existence before it consolidated down to the big three, and it was chaos then too, and the same kind of questions come. And so I always look at it from the standpoint of, is this important? Um, Am I clear about the use cases? No, but are the fundamental uh, components of this technology and its purpose interesting? Does it have longevity and scale and potential for impact? Yes. So I think from that perspective, it is important to try to understand it, um, but be careful not to get caught up into such an early adoption curve. The other part of it is people will assess very quickly looking at the impact that it has by the end of 2018 and then continue to render those judgments. Like everybody wants to decide whether, you know, tech trend or tech fad A, B or C is real, is it dead, et cetera. And most of them actually um, become important parts of the technology industry and ecosystem over time. They just sort of fade into their position um, and they're just not as sensationalized, you know, as they might've been at the onset. Um, what I think, so, I think it's important to really think of it systemically. Um, mm-hmm. When I think about what's real, I'll go even one click back on um, autonomous vehicles to just autonomy. I think autonomy is being driven by the ability today to uh, power things with machine learning, artificial intelligence um, that will absolutely transform not just industries, but I believe it's going to transform the human race and it's going to transform society in so many so many fundamental ways. But why is that something to say now based on everything I just said? Is that hype or is that fiction? Well, um, AI's been around for 40 plus years. It's a science. It's not a thing. Um, And what's happened is there have been some tectonic shifts in the building blocks of technology that have enabled this science to really solve some big problems that we never thought were possible before. Cloud computing, giving us um, basically supercomputer access, like an ATM machine, uh, is huge. Big data, remember that, you know, hype or reality kind of thing from a few years ago? The cost of storage for the data that is necessary, you need massive amounts of data and massive amounts of computing capacity to do something of a very simple human task. And you could imagine the amount of data and the computing you need to have an engine or an AI drive a car you know, down a, a public street. That's just one example. But you can look at autonomy solving problems everywhere from manufacturing to healthcare. I mean, there's AI now um, combining machine learning, deep learning and pattern recognition and computer vision that's detecting cancers before they become cancers at a level that no human being has the capacity mm-hmm. uh, to do. It's just not actually in our, uh, our sensory capacity. It's phenomenal. Um, and so for me, I, I look at um, the big opportunities more in these larger sort of tidal wave shifts, and we'll talk about it you know, as we get into it, but um, uh, that tipping point has only happened in, I'd say, the last, 12 to 18 months where those raw materials have really become accessible to everyone. And I mean, you have students in universities and, and research that are tackling massive problems that have faced the world since civilization existed um, and they're solving them in, in record-breaking time. So I think over the next 10 years, you're gonna see just a radically different world.
0: Next time, we'll get more deeply into that radically different world. We'll look at what's coming, what's already here, and what it all means. Special thanks go to The Home Depot and to Rivet Smart Audio, our podcast partner, for their generous support in making this season of The New CCO possible. That's all for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us.